Hey, Joy Friends, it's Sarah Petty, and welcome to the first ever episode of the Worth Every Penny Joycast. Today, I'm going to share how I accidentally became a professional photographer and why I'm so passionate about helping anyone out there whose dream is to have a career that provides you an income for doing something you'd probably do for free without having to sacrifice family time. I think now people see my cool studio and they think my life and journey were super easy, but instead of giving you the highlight reel of what's great about my life as a photographer now, I'm openly sharing my journey from the beginning as a mom with three kids under three with a badly broken business because I want you to know that no matter how bad things are in your photography business today, there is hope. You can fix it. Let's get started. So the real question is, how are portrait photographers like us able to run a profitable business and still put our families first without selling digital files for cheap and working all the time? I'm Sarah Petty, your host of the Worth Every Penny Joycast. And I went from a stressed out, overworked mama with three babies to being named one of America's most profitable photographers without working my kids' lives away. Each week, I'll show you how to find and serve boutique portrait photography clients in a world where we compete with free thanks to everyone having a digital camera in their pocket. Take the first step to adding more joy and profit to your life by downloading your free photography business tools at joyofmarketing.com forward slash podcast. I'm sure we've all asked ourselves this question. Can we really make money with photography? Is it a viable business or does photography have to be a hobby or a side gig? Here's the thing. I never planned to have a professional photography business. It just happened. But I've been loving every minute of it. I get to be a hands-on mom making a living doing something I jump out of bed to do. In this first Joycast I want to share my backstory so you can see kind of where I came from and why I'm so passionate about helping you be able to live your dream of making good money with your camera and putting your family first. So here's where it started. I was working at an advertising agency and I was doing photography really as a hobby on the side. I was taking photos for friends. They were referring me to their friends. I really was just charging more than... I was paying and I thought, well, okay, as long as I'm just charging more than I'm paying, right? I'm, I'm maybe making money. I'm not losing money. Um, little did I know, but it was a hobby. So it didn't really matter. I got married during this time and my husband started his own business and we were both working all the time thinking, okay, when we have kids, that way we'll be set, we'll have our our career started and, and we can cut back and be really awesome parents. So we got pregnant pretty quickly went through the process, got the heartbeat, everything was amazing. And I went back for that 13 week checkup and um, they told us that we didn't have that heartbeat anymore. And it was devastating. I mean, here I was, I thought I was this parent. I was, we were already planning like college visits and where, where our kids were, were going to go to college and the things they were going to do. And, and all of a sudden that was gone. And at that time and that when that happened, I realized that 
nothing mattered. My career didn't matter. My dreams didn't matter. My photography business, I didn't care about anything. I just couldn't even believe that that was happening. And through healing and, and moving forward, we, we got pregnant again, had another miscarriage. And uh, gosh, when you go through things like that, for any of you who are, who are going through them, it's just, it's, it takes your focus away from anything else. Nothing else matters. I'm not the kind of person who, who keeps trying things that doesn't work, that don't work. <laughs> so we went to a specialist, got a bunch of painful, not very fun tests. Um, they I had to give myself a couple shots a day and they said, go back up it to bat again. So we got pregnant again, but get this with twins. Oh boy. We didn't tell anybody because if you've ever had a miscarriage and then you have to tell people that you had a miscarriage, it's one of the hardest things you have to do. So we didn't tell anybody. In the meantime, I got super duper sick. I got put on bed rest. Um, I, I got put in the hospital. I had to give myself six shots a day. I was fed with a pick line and lost 35 pounds, which it, when you meet me in person one day, you'll be surprised at how tall I am. I'm six feet tall, but when you're pregnant with twins, you don't want to lose 35 pounds. So by the time I delivered at 33 weeks with HELP syndrome, I guess I almost died in the delivery. I was so grateful for these babies and I was not going back to work full time at the advertising agency. I loved it, but I just wanted to be with my kids. So during that pregnancy and when I was on bed rest, I had friends of friends referrals calling me and saying, hey, uh, would you take pictures? And when I explained I'm on bed rest, they would all say, oh, we'll wait, we'll wait. And so I literally had a legal pad, uh, a yellow pad of, of names of people who wanted my services. So I thought, hey, Sarah, this would be cool. You could go start your photography business or really get dedicated to it. And you could stay home. You could stay home with your kids. And if your business could pay for two or three days of childcare, you would have the best of both worlds. My mom was a stay-at-home mom and she was like Martha Stewart. She crafted and cooked and did all these fun things and was everywhere with me. And my dad was an entrepreneur and he taught at the college level and he was at everything too and he had freedom and flexibility. So I thought, okay, this is what I can do. I can do both of these things and be that hands-on mom, right? I'd gone to some things with my niece who is a couple years older than my kids in, at school and and there's like two parents on field trips or at performances and a couple grandparents. And I thought, oh, I felt so bad for these people who had jobs and I didn't want that to be me. So I started just going forward and the problem was my business was a hot mess. I was underpriced because I was guessing. I had no system. I thought I was serving them by giving them all the proofs because this was in the days of film. And I told them to just you know, go home and think about it. And if you want to order, which they all said they did, if they wanted wall portraits, they would buy. But, but nobody was buying anything. I also thought if my photos were good enough or if I shot enough, they would buy. So I just overshot. I was giving it away. Nobody was ordering. They were referring me and they were talking great about me, but I wasn't making any money. And I remember too struggling with, okay, how do I raise prices? Should I raise prices? I'd wake up in the night like, oh, it should be $5 more. And then I'd go wake up and think, oh no, I should lower it a dollar. And like conversations that didn't even matter. I also thought it would help me feel more professional if I had a studio. So I actually rented a super inexpensive studio. They didn't make me have a lease. 
And so I thought, well, hey, this isn't a big deal. If I just, you know, if it doesn't work out, I can always do something else. And it was low rent. It, it had bars on the windows. It was, it was very interesting. But I spent all summer fixing it up, painting it, um, planting flowers, trying to do it as inexpensively as possible. And I had this huge grand opening. I remember it vividly. It was August 30th, 2001. Two weeks before 9-11. So I started this whole adventure in a hot mess of an economy with a lot of panic and uncertainty. And I really didn't know any difference because that's when I started. I survived that. And then I survived 2008 and 2009. And now we're in a totally different kind of pandemic. And I know that you're in the right place because you're with someone who's weathered this storm before. And if you're looking for a built-in excuse of why your business isn't successful, you have one. You have one built in right now, but I challenge you not to use that as an excuse because not every business is failing. Are we all struggling? Are, Are a lot of businesses struggling more than others? Yes, but stay with me. I remember back then the day everything changed for me. I was sitting inside that first studio with bars on it. I had just finished paying bills and the phone rang. And it was a client who called to reschedule. I think they had a sick child. And so I thought, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I can go home and hug on my baby. It's like, who who gets to do that when they're at a job? Nobody does. So I'm driving and I'm smiling. The sun's coming down on my face. And it was occurring to me that, hey, you're a rock star because you just paid bills and you had money to pay all those bills. But then it sunk in that I had no money left for me. (laughs) I'd left my job with benefits and vacations, or at least one vacation, right? Some kind of vacation and benefits. And and I got home and, and I got out my little yummy babies wrapped in their little blankets and they smelled so good. And I was rocking them in this spilled on dirty ivory rocking chair. I don't know why I bought an ivory colored rocking chair (laughs) with newborn babies, but I had this moment and I remember it vividly. I was sitting there rocking them and it occurred to me, I am not working the next 15 years of their lives away. I'm just not, I'm not going to be sitting in this same dirty chair, wearing these same clothes with no money for vacation, let alone college. And that's when I had the epiphany. Somebody somewhere is making money with photography. I'm going to go find them. And if they can do it, I can do it too. And I want you to have that epiphany with me too, is that we don't have to figure that this out on our own. There's someone else doing it. So I did what every good entrepreneur must get good at doing. I dug the pennies out of the proverbial sofa and I went to a convention, I invested in myself. And it was in Chicago, about three and a half hours north of me. And I remember leaving, it was so hard. I was crying the first 45 minutes for leaving my babies thinking, I'm such a bad mom. But then I was like, this is my hope. This is how we're gonna make our life better. So I started to get giddy. I went from like all these emotions, excited, nervous, sad. (laughs) But I got there and I just jumped right in and I started going from speaker to speaker to speaker. They were all about 60 to 90 minutes and I didn't know who anybody was or who I should go to. So I read the descriptions and I started going. And what I found really quickly was that they were all giving conflicting advice. 
One would say, oh, you've got to offer packages to your clients. And the next one would say, oh, no, only do a la carte. Many were saying discount to lure clients and then raise your prices. And and the thing is, most of them were admitting they had no idea about marketing. And I left a job as a marketing director at an advertising agency. I knew that they were guessing. I knew that they were making things up. And what I really felt like, I felt like I was collecting random pieces of different puzzles from different, you know, all all giving me different puzzle pieces. And I I don't know, maybe you're in that puzzle piece trap. Someone you're following online telling you you should get a thousand Instagram followers or someone else telling you to discount. If that's you, just know, stop beating yourself up because it's not your fault, right? You are trying to figure out your business and it's not necessarily that anyone's giving bad or wrong advice, which often that is the case, but they're giving puzzle pieces to a completely different puzzle. And what you probably also know and have seen is that not only are you getting random puzzle pieces, you don't have the picture on your puzzle box. So you don't even know what your picture looks like. So frustrating. So I dug in, I invested, I implemented, I failed, I fixed, I repeated. I implemented, I failed, I fixed, I repeated. And every time something happened, I would look at, okay, why did that part of my system fail my clients? How can I fix it? And I would add it to the system. Within five years, I started getting really good traction and my studio was named one of the most profitable in the United States by the professional photographers of America. And I share that not to brag, but I share that because when you're taking business advice, my filter is that I want to take business advice from people who are are running a successful business and people who are where I want to be. And also people who are still doing it, right? I'm still shooting. I have a studio. I plan to always be shooting. And I'm in a cornfield in central Illinois. So if I can do this in a cornfield, you can do this where you are. But I started being asked to speak around the country, even a few times outside the U.S., which is really fun, but so hard with with three babies at this point at home. And so photographers, every time I spoke, they were begging me to help them do what I was doing in my studio. And I just felt this calling because there was no one out there teaching this. And as I was passionate about photography, my first love and my first passion was marketing and business. And that's how the joy of marketing was really born. It, it came out of sort of like the joy of cooking is that top cookbook. And it was sort of the industry standard. And if you think about cooking and business, they're, they're a lot alike. In cooking, there's more than one way to bake a delicious chocolate cake. And in business, there are many ways to create a successful business. And that's really where that name came from. But now I'm able to split my time between both my photography studio and coaching photographers on how to do what I do. So here's what I do that's different. I teach a model called Boutique, and that is what this entire Joycast is dedicated to. Boutique is where you serve your clients at a high level to create beautiful wall portraits for their home, and you're holding their hands the entire way, like you would for a best friend. And your products are simple. They're books and albums and beautiful things they can have on their walls. You're giving them an experience. It's not quick. It's custom. It's relationship-based. You're marketing different. So you're attracting better clients who love you and refer you and gush on you. 
I give a digital file of everything to my clients that they purchase to share on social media, but I don't send them home with any high-res printable digital files because I'm not serving them. I want to take care of them. I want to make sure that it's printed correctly and exposed properly and the color match is perfect. It's my brand and I need to make sure everything is up to that super high standard. What your competition is doing, and you might be too, because maybe you just didn't know there's another way, but in our industry, it's known as shoot and burn. This is where you charge maybe a couple hundred bucks to shoot for people. You give them all the digital files on a CD or a jump drive or, or in Dropbox, and I don't think that serves the client. In fact, I really, really, really loathe that model because if you actually succeed, you've traded all of your time and your life stinks, right? So you can make money being a shoot and burn photographer, but you're trading your life. Boutique is the model where you can put your family first and still make a profit. And if you're shoot and burn, you're selling your time for money, right? You have so much time to sell and when it's gone, it's gone. Your income is maxed out. So the picture on the puzzle box that I teach here is boutique. It's not get rich quick, but it's a solid proven model. So if you want to start adding to your boutique puzzle box, you're in the right place. This is a portrait puzzle box, which means what I teach works for kids, babies, families, pets, boudoir, even high school seniors who are really struggling right now. Wedding photographers, your life is changing as we know it, and I think being a portrait photographer to fill in the gaps is a really great way to go. This is not commercial photography. Commercial photography is product photography, business portraits, personal brand. Again, not a bad model, but it's time for money. You quote your fee for your time, and, and then you likely provide digital files, but you have a cap on what you can make, and your time is eaten up, and when it's gone, it's gone. What happened is I kind of stumbled upon this model. I was creating my systems and trying to help photographers and be a mom and juggle all these things. And we wrote a little ebook. It was like 17 or 18 pages. It was called The Boutique Experience. And we put it up free on our website for photographers. And within six months, we had nine or 10,000 people who had downloaded it. And they were emailing us like crazy saying, Sarah, oh my gosh, I think this is what I am. I'm boutique, but I always thought I had to compete on price. So they were trying to compete with the, the cheap photographers, but also to deliver a service at a really high level. And that was the inspiration of our book, which is also the inspiration for this Joycast. And it's called Worth Every Penny. Build a business that thrills your customers and still charge what you're worth. And it shares about the boutique business model. So you can start to create the picture on your puzzle box as you start collecting the right pieces to your puzzle. As a listener to this very first Joycast, I would love for you to have a free copy of my hardback New York Times bestselling book. I just need you to pick up the shipping and handling, but here's where you can grab that book for free. Write this down, grab a quick pen and paper and write this down joyofmarketing.com forward slash free book. I'll stick it in the, in the show notes too so you can easily find it. But look, instead of simply pushing harder and grinding with a broken model and be, beating yourself up because it isn't working, 
push the pause button on your business and pick up the picture on a puzzle box that works for you and then start adding the pieces. In this first episode, my goal was really for you to hear my story because while I love my clients when they pick up the artwork from my studio and and they hug me and they have tears in their eyes, I also jump out of bed every day to get messages from photographers telling me that my boutique systems have made them a better parent because their, their kids see a happier mommy or daddy. Or because of the boutique model, they're paying off their debt and they have extra money for vacations. Or because of boutique, they're so much more confident, they're happier, and they're putting their best self into the world. And that's why I'm here, to show you there's a better way, to be a voice that you hear clearly through all of the clutter that's out there, to combat the people who say, you can't charge that much, to silence the fears that make you doubt yourself and to show you that no matter where you live, no matter how many competitors you have, no matter how long you've been a photographer, there are clients out there who will pay you what you're worth and believe you are worth every penny. Hey photographer, you may be wondering why I'm doing this podcast. Well, I have one goal to change the landscape of our industry from one that has been so devalued that photographers feel like they have to be cheap to get clients to one where we can feel great about what we do and make a living doing it. If you wanna be part of this movement and help lift our industry, here's how you can help. Go over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this and leave a rating and a review. This is how we'll get the word out to photographers like you that are worth every penny.